Good afternoon again. So World Cup started today, Soccer World Cup. How many soccer fans are here? Who is going to win, Brazil or Argentina? Brazil? Let's put a bet. <laughs> Anyhow, all good teams, you know, wonderful games. So if you get a chance to watch it, watch it. It's good. Some years ago, uh, they located a, a sunken 400 years old ship in the coast of Northern Ireland. And among the treasures they found, the divers found a man's wedding ring. And when they cleaned it up, they noticed that they had an inscription on it. Itched on the wide hand was the hand holding a heart. And under the itching were these words, I have nothing more to give you. I have nothing more to give you. Of all the treasures they found, they found this wedding ring as the most expensive and most beautiful and most valuable. In the itching on that ring and its inscription, I have nothing more to give you, could have been placed on the cross of Jesus. For on the cross, Jesus gave us everything he had and gave us his love, he gave us his life, he gave us all that one person can give to another. John's Gospel 15:13 says, No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. So that brings us to the feast of uh, Christ King that we celebrate today the last Sunday of uh, this liturgical year. So this liturgical year is actually liturgical year C. And from next week, we begin the season of Advent with the liturgical year A. So Jesus Christ is not only the King of the Jews, as Pilate wrote on the cross, but also King of Kings. And he is the King of Kings for two reasons. First, because of who he is, and second, because what he did to become the king. Now, let us actually go through these two reasons. First, Jesus is the king of kings because who he is. People sometimes call gold the king of metals. That is because gold is popularly thought to be the most precious of all metals, despite the fact that Diamond and, uh, and uh, platinum probably cost more than gold, but gold is still uh, the king of metals. And people sometimes call the lion the king, lion king of all the beasts. That is because the lion is popularly thought to be the noblest of all the animals. And the music people in 1930s and in 1940s sometimes called Benny Goodman, Benny Goodman, the king of swing. You have heard Benny Goodman songs? Okay, listen when you get home. Okay. That's because Benny Goodman understood that music from better than anyone else. So in other words, we use the term king to designate the best day in a certain area, certain place, certain location. 
near the end of this monumental work on the history of the world, Arnold Tonyby wrote a moving paragraph. It goes like this. When we began this work, we found ourselves looking at a great parade of marchers. But as it passed, the marchers all fell, one by one, by the wayside. And now only one marcher remains, growing larger and larger with each step. And that marcher is Jesus Christ. St. Paul expresses much the same idea in today's second reading when he says, Christ is image of the in invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. And so Jesus is the king of kings. He is the king of kings because of he is, and he is because he is the image of invisible God. He is the noblest human being who ever lived. Now, the second reason why Jesus is a king, because what he did. In April 1965, the slain body of President Abraham Lincoln lay in a state for a few hours in Cleveland, Ohio. Anyone from Cleveland, Ohio here? You from Cleveland, Ohio? No. Then why did you raise your hand? <laughs> yeah. It's a school children, they raise their hands for anything. Any ask, question asked? Yeah, Cleveland, Ohio. It was on its final journey from the nation's capital to Springfield, Illinois. In the long line of people filling the, by the body was a poor black woman and a little son. When the two reached the president's body, the woman lifted up her little son and said in a hushed voice, honey, take a long, long look. This man died for you. What the black mother said to her child can be said about Jesus by every mother, by all of us. Pointing to the body of Jesus on the crucifix, we could say, honey, take a long, long look. This man died for you. And so Jesus is the king of kings. He is the king of kings not only because of who he is, but also what he did for us. He died for us. He redeemed us. He reunited us with God. Paul puts it in this way in today's second reading. God decided to bring the whole universe back to himself through his son's sacrificial death on the cross. This is what the feast of Christ the King is all about. This is what we celebrate on this final Sunday of this liturgical year. We celebrate the fact that Jesus, the King of Kings, grows larger and larger with each step in the passing parade of history. We celebrate the fact that Jesus is the King of Kings, not only because who he is, the Son of God, but also because what he did, he died for us, he redeemed us, he reunited us with God. So on this beautiful feast day of Christ the King, let us close our eyes and pray. Lord Jesus, 
it is not enough for us to look at you carrying your cross and to proclaim you to be our king. It is not enough for us to bow our heads and call you Lord of Lords. It is not enough for us to praise you on this your feast day. We must pick up our own cross and follow you. We must follow you every day of our lives. We must follow even to the cross itself, if that is your will. And if we do, you will say to us before we die what you said to the good thief before he died. Amen, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. Amen.